So our Mad About Africa interview is actually not in the country. Uh, she's a South African Kempton Park-raised fourth-year psychology student at Gurney American University in Cyprus. Mark Hosso was recently nominated as a 2018 valedictorian of the university, their whole university. Yep. That is huge. It means highest graduating student of Gurney American University in mm. 2018. Mm. Of mm. all the students there, mm. she mm. was the mm. steering. Around 2008, she was chosen to become part of the Branson Scholarship Program in England while at Dominican Convent School here in SA. She's been instrumental in liaising with South African state schools to consider incorporating the Cambridge education into their existing curriculum. In 2017, Makhoto founded the African Abroad Network, an organization that recognizes Africans as forerunners of global citizenship. Please make some noise for Makhoto, Michelle, Michael. Hello, Makoto. It's so, 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 so good to be with you all. Um, Good morning, South Africa. Good morning, Metro FM. Thank you so much for for Fresh Bits for having me this morning. Thank you. Who do you speak Setswana with in Cyprus? Nobody. It's the greatest thing ever because I'm the only South African in GAU. So, yes. Tell us about the. But, you know, it is what it is. It's a struggle. It's tell, a struggle. Tell us about the Gurney American <laughs> University. How did you end up there? The greatest thing ever. You know why? It's so crazy because I, I've, I've always wanted to study abroad. Um, I think I really blame, I blame Richard Branson for all of this because he sponsored me in 2008 yes. um, to school in England. And I came back to South Africa and I studied, I did my A-levels in, at International University College. Yes. Um, and I actually got a 100% scholarship to study at GAU. Um, but I, you know, I did think um, I had to also settle my living expenses as well. Yes. And I then approached Mr. Um, Melissa Molanda, who is a CEO of the Prime Media Mall Division. Mm. And it's so crazy how we, he was in the process of starting an educational foundation. Yes. And so I then became the inaugural recipient of that foundation, um, coupled with the 100% scholarship. And bam, we made things happen. We really really, really made things happen. So, yes, I am at GAU. Tell us about your work ethic because you are a hard worker yes. and, and it's almost like if I'm going to do it, I want to be the best in the room at it. Where do you get that 100%, from? 100%. 100%. I think I really, really have my mother for all of this. And mm. it's, it's so crazy because my mother's very unapologetic mm. um, you know, with her work ethic. If you know Min Bimakobo, you will know and it's, it's crazy because we've, we've never been one to try and get accolades for the work that we do. It's always been do the right thing and do it to the best of your ability. Mm. So it's so weird. And it's, it's crazy because I just found out this morning that I am the highest graduating student. And I really, really am beyond myself. But it, it's just really been doing the right thing mm. um, and nothing else and nothing else. Fifteen minutes after eight, she is our Mad About Africa special guest and interview this morning. Her name is Makhozo Michelle Maiko. She's out in Cyprus studying at the Gurney American University. When we come back, we find out about the African Abroad Network. What on earth is that? While we get Rob busy back, we know you want to hear the song. the backtrack don't we let it play we let it play we dance everybody good morning uh the bike one is uh, forest drive milner and particularly coming in on uh, cliffontaine road three young smuts into mowbray very heavy backlogs as well i'm rob beasy and this is fresh breakfast traffic thank you rob beasy we'll see you tomorrow morning just before six metro fm is where you're at
My boy DJ Steve featuring Lungi Naidu. Over you. DJ Steve featuring Lungi Naidu. Over you. 5822. Fresh breakfast on Metro FM. It is our Mad About Africa interview. But don't forget, at uh, just after 8.30, we have our fresh classic. It is R&B Thursday. This one we're playing for your mother and your grandmother. You are going to love it. On the line from Cyprus, she's a South African uh, Kempton Park race fourth-year psychology student at Gurney American University out in Cyprus. Uh, In 2017, she founded the African Abroad Network, an organization that recognizes Africans as forerunners of global citizenship. Please welcome back Makhoto Michelle Maiko. Makhoto, welcome back. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What on earth is the African Abroad Network? You know, Fresh, it's so crazy. Um... I think before I even thought about the program, um, it's probably just as important that we talk about the brand um, of, of being an African abroad. And I think there's always been um, a slight level of discord in our understanding of what it means to really be an African abroad. Mm. Um, I think particularly in terms of our brand and identity. And I think a lot of it has to do with quite a bit of colonial disclosure, but that's probably a story for another day. Um, but as a neuropsychologist in the making and, and, and somewhat being, being somewhat socially observant and woke, Mm. Um, I realized that we tend to overestimate um, the quote-unquote status of being an African abroad, but we terribly underestimate the currency of our duty to Africa. Um, and it's interesting because we Africans abroad do represent quite, quite an interesting duality of, of both the Western hegemony and the Pan-African as backbone. Mm. And I think for me it's always been a, okay, that's nice and that's comforting to know, but apart from that, how best do we share our experiences in a way that really, really advances our home country? Mm. How do we make sure that, you know, being away from home, we're not exacerbating the brain drain, where we're not eating away um, at the young... So in other words, how do we use both our social, our economic, and and, and our cultural capital? Um, And remember, this is the capital triad. How do we we use this capital in a way that advances our home country? and, and knowing, knowing that we represent this particular interconnection, um, I'd always believe that with what we know as Africans abroad, we could definitely serve as, as a bridge to fostering change in, in much more teething problems back in Africa, um, which do include skills development, mentorship, and professional socialization. Um, and so around that, I thought, okay, how best do we create an organization that tackles all three pillars? Mm. And this is how the African Abroad Network um, Began And it, it also began because I felt the need to challenge Africans in the diaspora to recognize their influence. Mm. It might not be financially, and, it, you know, it hardly is financially. Ask me in, who's in, on a student in, budget. In fact, I was, I was going to say, practically, mm-hmm. how does it yes. work? 100%. So, because we're looking at, even though, you know, the financial burden of being an African abroad is very overwhelming, but I've always looked at the network base. How can we give back to Africa non-financially? Mm. We have a strong network base. We have a distinct view um, on Africa. Um, and we do represent the, the need to replow that human capital back into Africa. Um, so a part of the organization was also to establish a program that I felt was tangible um, and, and easily measurable through, you know, key performance indicators. So through the organization, I founded um, a skills development program called the Woke and Disruptive mm. Skills Development Program. So this is basically a five-month intensive mentorship program, which is targeted at budding Africans living abroad who are vulnerable to the disparity and 
the unevenness of the employment market to which they, you know, they long to be a part of. And I think these vulnerabilities might not only persevere on a social level, but they do have cumulative spillover effects in, in, in Africans' um, ability to partake in economic activity, where you find a lot of the time here in Cyprus, for instance, we have students who find it very difficult to find employment because mm. of the language barriers, because of the foreign standing. I mean, people in Cyprus speak Turkish and Greek. Um, so, so that in and of itself um, is quite challenging. But I think the important thing is, um, it's one thing to discuss social discourse. Mm. It's another thing to rise above it. You know, so how do we rise above the discourse? How do we rise above the challenges and really rise above the foreign status? Um, so through the program, it is, of course, divided into three pillars, which includes Teach Me, Mentor Me, and Employ Me. Mm. So the Teach Me pillar is a skills development part where mentees take on online courses in entrepreneurship and disruptive innovation. Um, then we have a Mentor Me sector, which forms as part of the mentorship lens, where mentees have an opportunity to engage with established African, um, African entrepreneurs through weekly webinar um, lectures as well. So we have Gossim Gwanoge, who's been nominated as Forbes 30 Under 30, we have the very own Queen Mother, Musam Gemshongo, who was actually with us just last week. Mm. Um, and we also have Kyla Moult, who is the, um, she's a human development specialist and graduated from Harvard as well. So upon completion of the program, students get absorbed into graduate programs in their home countries. Um, and I think I, I must also emphasize on home countries because the aim has always been to replow and reinvest human capital back mm. in Africa. So, yes, that basically sums up, um, you know, the five-month program as part of the organization. It's 27 minutes after eight. She's our Mad About Africa interview, Makoso Michelle Maiko. Uh, she is uh, the founder of the African Abroad Network. I'm sure you get this a lot, Makoso. So we're going to take a break. But a lot of people are trying to reconcile your Africanness and your accent. So we'll talk about no, that. Do you know that- Okay, we will. We'll talk about that after the break. Uh, Post Malone on Metro FM. We are going to wrap up our Mad About Africa interview. We're hanging out with a young lady. She is South African studying in Cyprus. Uh, She is the founding member of a group. Is it a group, an organization? It's an organization. Organization, yeah. Called the African Abroad Network, it's an organization that recognizes Africans as forerunners of global citizenship. Do we have her back? Uh, yeah, uh, welcome back, Makoto. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Fresh. Now, you're doing big things in Cyprus. You've always been the A student, you've always been a hard worker. But as Africans, unfortunately, we're also very accent. Uh, what is it? Mm-hmm. Accent conscious. No, no, we're very accentist. Oh, okay. uh, it's almost like we want to judge you based on your accent, or we want to decide how mm, much mm-hmm. of an audience to give you based on your accent. What do people say mm, to you about mm, your accent? Mm. You know, the, the craziest thing ever, um, fresh. Because I literally think we should turn this into a research question, and, and I would love to even work on a thesis around this because I've always been one to ask myself the question. You know, is the manner in which I articulate and and enunciate indicative of the extent to which I wish to reconcile with my roots. Like, it's such a fascinating social phenomenon. And it's crazy because I spoke to a Nigerian friend of mine yesterday about, you know, having a coconutish accent. Mm. And see, he has a very strong West African accent. But it's so crazy because he cannot even speak a word of Yoruba, which is his home language. 
So I would ask myself, how best do we operationalize being culturally woke? Yes, yes I have an accent, but he works with Bwana, he works with Sultan, he works with Zulu. So it's, it's, it's just a, it's, it's a very interesting dialogue that I think we should engage in. Yes. Um, but what's also fascinating in Eastern Europe is I've actually seen how Eastern Europeans will treat you a little different if you do have um, an accent, so an African accent versus, you know, a European accent. But, but I think the way that you speak should, should have very little um, to do with your cultural enrichment as well. Um, yes. And I really think it's actually a very poor indicator, but I don't have these statistics to back this up. So it would be great to run a social experiment um, with proper statistical analysis to really see if this is just a social phenomenon or a statistically significant predictor yes. of cultural enrichment. But it's not to say I've not been treated differently because mm. of the way that I speak, which is very wrong. Um, but it does happen. It does sure. happen very often. Now, you're a fourth-year psychology student at the Gurney American University in Cyprus. When you're done, what is the plan? Oh, my days. Number one, to come back home. Like, I, I do not have... I miss home so much. I miss home so much. But most importantly... Um, is to expand the network. So I do graduate in June, and I will be back as soon as possible. Um, but I think the medium to long-term projection of the network obviously includes an extension into multimedia, um, because I do, I'm very passionate about documenting Africans doing mad stuff abroad. Mm. So we're looking into a lifestyle show. Um, I'm very, very excited, and I think Umusam Gemshwana has a receipt for this. We will be starting um, an educational foundation, which will be kick-started as early as next year. So I'm looking into starting an exchange student program for high-achieving South African students with um, poor tertiary um, funding prospects. And mm. um, it's crazy because Masante was with us just last week and we were engaging with the university rectors. So we have our receipts. We have our receipts. Um, and I think more long term, we are looking into creating an incubator program for young African entrepreneurs. But I think particularly with regards to the exchange student program, um, I really am appealing to South Africans living abroad, to all stakeholders in Africa and, and really all the partners in South Africa who have the interest in advancing the African youth. Um, mm particularly with regard to the exchange student program. So we're looking at the presidency, the Department of Higher Education and Training, the Department of International Relations and Cooperation, um, tourism and social development. Please engage with us um, and, and let's really, really give Southern African students the same opportunity that was granted to me in 2008 mm. um, and really is the reason why I am where I am today. Also to mention, I haven't always been an A student. It, it, it's come with a lot of training, a lot of studying, a lot of neuroplasticity as well. Um, understanding that, you know, when neurons wire together, they fire together. Yes. So I haven't always been an A student. It's, 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 a, it's you know, it's a new thing. It's a new thing to me. But, thing. But, but you know what? I think you're the perfect example of if you work hard and you stay focused, uh, every door that opens <laughs> will open another three, four, five doors. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's a crazy thing, um, Fresh, because even at our work and disruptive program, um, remember, we also have an employment part of the program where after the program, students get involved into um, graduate programs. Yes. And one of our mentees, actually, she, you know, I, I was so focused on trying to put her into a graduate program that I didn't realize she was actually a budding entrepreneur. Mm. And she started um, a helpline for um, women on the island um, in emergency situations. And she recently got funded at our conference. You know, we had a venture capitalist join us as well. So it's, it's amazing how even though the aim of the program was to reduce the transitional time between graduating and finding employment, 
I realized this has actually become a mini entrepreneurial um, incubator program. So here I was looking at one door and, you know, three or more do- doors open. So I think it, it, it speaks volume about the potential um, that Africans abroad have. Amen. And how much we can actually give back to Africa as well. Amen, sister. And how culture. much we can give back to Africa as well. Where do we find you online? Oh, definitely. I am on everything and everything except for Twitter because I do respect um, the right um, to freedom of speech. I do find Twitter a bit too self-indulgent, but I am on Instagram personally and Facebook. But African Abroad is also on Instagram, Twitter, and um, Facebook, the African Abroad Network. If you would love to engage with me or to engage with our program, you can hit us up, africanabroadworldwide.com, the African Abroad Network, um, africanabroadworldwide at gmail.com, or Maigo on Instagram um, and Facebook. And I really, really look forward to hearing from you. Makoto, I think uh, the sky is not even a limit enough for you, so please mm-hmm. hurry up and come home. We need you. I will. I cannot. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. And thank you so much for an opportunity to speak. Only a pleasure. She's a Mad About Africa interview. Makoto Michelle Maiko, uh, the founder of the African Abroad Network. Maybe you've got uh, friends, relatives studying abroad that are not aware of this network. They need to get um, on board. The Africa Abroad Network. Google it.